Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, this episode is an interview with Ashley Pittman, who lost a set of twins. I Can Breathe Again is the title of her first book. I've not personally met Ashley, but I hope to someday, as she is a delightful person who has come out the other side of her tragedy with hope and with joy. Let's listen. So today I have a guest with me, and her name is Ashley Pittman. And you reached out to me, right? I kind of put something out there on a a podcast website and said, you know, I just kind of told who we minister to, who we talk to. And you reached out to me and said, you're a parent who's lost a child. You've lost more than one child. So we kind of emailed back and forth a little bit and it was like, let's go for it. Let's do this. So (laughs) Ashley, I want to just say welcome and thanks for coming and being with us. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And I want to start out by having you sharing your twins with us and their story. Yes. Um, In December uh, 2009, I was pregnant with twins, a little boy and a little girl. Um, And I was almost seven months pregnant before and when I went into preterm labor. But when I went into labor, I did not know I was in labor. I thought I was having normal pregnancy like aches you know it was not severe or anything like that but by the time I realized I was actually having contractions of course I got to the hospital um but then my but my god it was I was already violating to where it was too late to try to stop it um so then I was rushed to the emergency to have the emergency cesarean and I remember stopping at the doors before we entered and one of the doctors grabbed my hand and she said do you want to move forward with this or do you want to try to have them naturally and the thought of me possibly losing them and then also having a physical scar it just did not I don't want to do that so I told her I took her hand I said well my baby's making and she's like she said if if they make it it's possible that they can have a lot of health issues I said okay I said well let's go ahead and do it vaginally um and and just go see what happened (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so they got me ready for a vaginal delivery and not too long after um I labored my water broke and then I had to have them Mm -hmm. so my boy my son Will Jr. was born first and shortly after he was born he was uh, placed into my husband's arms where he took his last breath in my husband's arms Mm -hmm. and then my labor like stopped was weird Mm-hmm. Um, but then <laughs> they had to get my contractions back going and then my baby girl came and they placed her on my chest and she took her very last breaths there. And it wow. was the sweetest moan that I have ever, ever heard. And I'll never, ever, ever forget. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, uh, I, it's like every story I hear and I, I talk to other parents who feel the same way. You hear another parent's story and it's like, I can't imagine losing my child that way. Yes. It, it's, yeah. And to lose them both like that. Wow. Now you wrote a book and I read your book 
And so some of the, these questions I'm going to ask you are, are based on what I read. And one of the things you said that you struggled for eight years with your grief. And some people, if they've never lost a child, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. These are babies that you barely knew. Yeah. How could you struggle for eight years? So what, what was that like? What was that struggle like for you? you know, can you describe that? What, what were some of the things that you were struggling yes. with? Well, the, to back, and I, 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 often, I often have asked myself that very same question, what took so long? But really, it goes back to me being a little girl um, to where my mother um, had a drug addiction. So I did not, therefore, I did not have that bond with my mother or my father. My father was in and out of prison and I also had a drug addiction itself. So my grandmother took me and my two sisters in. So I think even as a little kid, I've always known that I wanted to be a mother, a mother that I so desired but did not have. So when I became pregnant and I had a boy and a girl, I said, okay, I, I, this, is, this is my time. <laughs> this is my time. Mm -hmm. So when I became pregnant with them, I was absolutely overjoyed. But then as soon as they were here, then they were gone. Mm -hmm. So I completely felt like I was, it was snatched so abruptly. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Now we know I didn't have this when I was a kid. I thought this was my time to have, you know, mm. to be a parent, to be the mom that I, I wanted as a kid. Um, and I've never really talked about that. Out loud. Mm. <laughs> uh, no. Mm. Um, but so I think that's why my group took, took, took so long because I, I felt so robbed um, as a woman, as a, as a mom, um, because I, I didn't get to have that relationship as a kid. So I thought this was my time to be able to have that. And when that didn't happen, I let grief absolutely overtake me. And mm -hmm. I absolutely grief. Actually, I kind of connected grief as still being associated with my twins. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to, I guess part of me didn't, a lot of me actually didn't let the grief go because I just how I, I felt was keeping me connected to them. Yeah, that's actually pretty common. Yeah, um, for some reason, yeah, we feel like it's our pain and the hurt yeah. is what keeps us connected. And if we let go of that, we're betraying them and we're going to leave them behind. And now we know that can't happen. That's impossible. Yes. But at the time, we think that's what's going to happen. You, mm -hmm. you mentioned how abrupt it was. I actually have a word. I call us perebers. And I had done, I started doing some studying after Becca died and the word bereave, the root word reave means a robbing, torn away, stolen, taken, seized. And that's where that word bereave came from. And I thought that is so how I felt when Becca died, that she, she had been torn from me. I was robbed of her life. And so I put that together with the PA, a parent. So a parent mm -hmm. who's been bereaved of their child, a parent who's had their child seized, taken, torn, robbed from us, a bereaver. And, you know, you just, you just, just described that so well of, I mean, you can't put words to the pain. <laughs> you just can't. But that is how we feel that it's just been so taken from us so abruptly and, and horribly. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, after about eight years after the twins died, yeah. a coworker yeah. did something, gave you something. What was that? Tell us about that. Yes. Um, she, uh, my coworker, I hadn't even known her for that long. I had just started an appointment at this hospital organization and um, it was coming up on the twins anniversary. 
And I remember that depression, all that would just come back flooding in every time, the same time of the, the mm -hmm. same time of the year. And so I remember just kind of telling her, I'm not actually, I think she seen me crying at, at the desk. And she was like, what's the matter? And so I hesitated to tell her because I didn't know her that mm -hmm. well. Um, but I did, and I'm so glad I did. So she had took the time to go get an angel, a, a Christmas ornament, angel, a willow angel, mm -hmm. and, and have the twins' names engraved on it on both sides. It had REA mm -hmm. on one side, which is my daughter, and then Will Jr. on the other side. And so when she gave it to me, like, I thought it was just, <laughs> I thought it was just mm -hmm. an angel, which I still thought it was amazing. But when I seen their names engraved on it, yeah. like, it, oh my God, like it meant the world because like you said, or like many people may even think, you know, you were with these babies for a very short amount of time, but it, it was longer than that. You know, mm -hmm. I was pregnant with them for almost, almost nine months. Mm -hmm. And so you had that bond, you know, immediately. But when she took the time to acknowledge them, like that meant everything because a lot of people think, oh, you know, she had that loss. She's she's probably she's probably fine now, right? You would think so. Yeah. Well, some of it we're really good at putting on masks and maybe making people think we're fine yes. because they yes. expect us to be. Yes. And, and then we what, go home and fall apart night after night after night. Yes, fall apart exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what that's what was happening. What uh, there was no longer no the acknowledgement for us anymore. Me and my husband. Mm -hmm. And when she did that, it really set me on this path to peace. And it gave it allowed me to give myself permission to begin healing, truly mm -hmm. healing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That's such a small thing. What seems like a yes. small thing, yes, was so huge. Yes. So huge. And then a few days later, as you were lying in bed, it was just like all of a sudden you were just set free, just like that. Is that how it happened for you? I thought I was having a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> so I was laying there with my boys. My oh, I had two boys or three boys now, but at the time I had two boys. And I was laying there and I thought, I was like, oh gosh, here come another panic attack. Because, you know, I, I would just come on all of a sudden, you know, it's weird. Mm -hmm. And so I'm laying there and I, I was like, oh my God, what, what is this? And I could feel like the sensation overcoming my body. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I began to feel like something was lifting up off of my chest. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, what is this? And I remember it so clearly. Like my, 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 I started to cry and my tears were so warm. They were falling from my cheek onto my chest. And I said, this is my deliverance. Like, I knew it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I knew it. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember going like, praying. I was like, <gasps> and it was almost like I, I literally could breathe. And I'm like, I mean, I was, I cannot believe I was having this experience. Mm -hmm. But I, this is exactly what I have prayed for night after night after night to have that freedom of that with grief that was so debilitating to me. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely free from that. Like it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> and, and like you said, it felt like you could breathe again. Yes. And that, that's, that's amazing to me to think, I mean, to go through that kind of gut-wrenching pain and begging God because I think we're all there it's like I don't want to be here anymore when our child dies and even those of us that have other children it's like my husband said it's like wanting to leave the 99 and go find the one 
we just, yes. and we're in so much pain and we, we can't imagine living the rest of my life with this kind of pain. I can't do it. God, you've just got to take me out of here. You've got to get me out of here. I can't do this. And, and we all just pray and pray and beg and beg for God to take this pain. And as horrible as it sounds to be in that place for eight years, almost eight years for you, for some, it can be a relief and an encouragement mm -hmm. that you just keep pressing in, right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You don't give up. It, I mean, God, God hasn't given up on us, even though it may feel like it, even yes. though we may think so, because our child died and he didn't stop it for whatever reason. We know he was big enough. He could have, but yes. he didn't. And uh, to um, the, the weight, I think, it was like the weight, wasn't it? Of just that yes. grief, the heaviness. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm guessing guilt. Yes. <laughs> Shame Big. that your body, that this happened, guilt. I mean, all of that, that weighs on all of us. Because we torment ourselves with the what ifs. Yes. And should I? And could I? And I mean, we just torment ourselves with that. And it does weigh so heavy on us. And mm -hmm. it's a process. For most of us, it's a process. Yes. So yes. you still encourage moms in that, right? Because I know that you mm -hmm. minister to moms who have lost children and especially pregnancy loss and infant loss. And then when they hear the story, well, how come you got this instant deliverance? Well, you, you didn't get it for eight years. <laughs> I went through, I, I mean, I went through the process and three to five years I was, you know, I mean, I, I can't say I was great or good, but at least I was breathing, <laughs> you know. Yes, yes, um, yes. So, yes. yeah. So how do you encourage moms when they, it's like, okay, you got this instant deliverance. Yes, but it wasn't instant. <laughs> it was not yeah. instant. It took some time to really, it took a lot of prayer. I remember I literally would be on my knees night after night praying, please, God, please. Just take this this pain away, like mm -hmm. not the memory, not any of that. Just the the, and I don't even think I realized it was. I, I was what I was feeling was the weight of it. I just wanted it to go away. Like I just yeah. wish it had never happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I I began to and how I, I minister to other moms is one I we talk about prayer, um, strengthening our faith, and mm -hmm. however whatever that looks like for you. Um, and writing, writing really is so therapeutic. Um, the way that I found to, to really help me because I was able to speak of my grief and write it out mm -hmm. and didn't have to worry about judgments or still feeling how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to be able to still to release my emotions um, of what I was feeling. And a lot of times, I know we're probably going to touch on this, but and when being married, being in a relationship or marriage during something like this, it can be catastrophic mm -hmm. for a relationship. Um, and then some not, some, you know, it might bring them closer and it might not, you know, have big issues. But for me, we did. I did have a really big issue. I went into a depression um, mm -hmm. after a while. So being able to release your emotions and just get them out, relieve yourself, release yourself. It, it helps cleanse your soul that much more instead of stuffing it down or putting that mask on, as you said, as you mm -hmm. said before, um, really, or finding a way to, 
one thing I found that was really big for me was being able to find a way to honor my children, mm -hmm. celebrate them, and not just in the mourning aspect or the grief aspect. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. once I was able to get there, um, I, be, I was able to begin to find something good that I don't say came out of it, but something that I was able to more look forward to and not just be so heartbroken um, mm -hmm. all the time. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and you said something earlier that I think kind of ties in here is giving ourselves permission to heal. Yes. Giving ourselves permission to heal is important too. Now, one thing a lot of times, in fact, I don't know very many parents who don't deal with other stuff. Yes. We, our child dies. And then it just seems like we're vulnerable, we're a target for the enemy, and he just comes in and we're already flattened and it's like, I, I don't know, it's like tromping on the grapes, getting all the juice he can. I, I mean, it's just, things happen that we just don't expect to increase the pain. Yes. And you had something like that very devastating happen to you. I did, I did. So, um, as I spoke before, I, I went into a depression that I didn't even know you could go in. <laughs> and, um, and so with me going through that depression, I began to shut my husband out. If, if, and even saying that, I can't even, I hate to even admit that, but I did because mm -hmm. my heart was so broken. I don't think nothing else mattered. I just wanted my babies. I was so mm -hmm. empty armed and I felt so betrayed. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, um, the communication began to decrease and it led to an affair, um, on my husband's part. And, um, it was very traumatizing as well. And it took a lot of time to get there. Actually, we actually did separate for a while um, because of it. And do you know me? I have been with my husband since I was 14 years of age and I am 35 this year. So we've been, we just actually celebrated being together for 20 years, but in the midst from getting to the, from the affair to where we are now, it took a lot of patience, time, uh, marriage counseling, and really communicating with each other and really starting a, restarting a foundation and build it stronger than what it was before. Um, but it was absolutely devastating. I didn't think you could hurt any more than what I was already hurting. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it was, it, it was a lot. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. a lot. It was a lot. Mm -hmm. So not only did you have to fight through your grief, you had to fight to save your marriage is really what yes. it came down to. That's like everything. That's, yeah. <laughs> those are like it the most everything. important things in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I start, I think I speak about our mindset and how grief overtakes our mindset, mm -hmm. overtakes everything. Yeah. And so I, re I remember thinking before I, the whole affair even happened, I remember thinking um, that I was on this roller, emotional roller coaster ride that I cannot get off of. The ride would not stop, it would not let me off. It, it took me, it was holding me, it, it was keeping me, it was not letting me off. Mm -hmm. And so I remember thinking that, and that's how my life began to go, literally. It just became more and more ups and downs, ups, hurdles to fight over, to, to get through. And it was so challenging. It was so challenging. The fact that I'm even able to talk about it and I'm not sitting there mm -hmm. crying and bawling my eyes out. 
Um, that says so much because I used to always be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead, there's <laughs> laughter <laughs> and joy. Here's a question for you, Ashley. Have you had to continue to fight to keep this freedom and the joy and feeling like you can breathe again? Is it something that you've had to once in a while just get in the trenches and fight for it again and say, I'm not going to lose this? I have not had to fight. Now you're going to make me tear up because That's I have okay. not had I to. usually cry. <laughs> At some point, I usually cry. <laughs> I have not had to. I have not had to have that tough road. Um, and it's funny you asked me that because God told me the other day, no more struggle, no more pain. Hmm. He told me this literally last week. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, and then you asked me that to make me to think about since I've had my deliverance in 2017, I have not had to do that. And actually to, to, to confirm that even more, I, I now have a one-year-old son. And with my pregnancy with my older two boys, I had, I had hospital bed rest, mm -hmm. I had shots, I had blood clots, I had pancreatitis, mm -hmm. I had my, uh, my second pregnancy with my son, he had a tumor on his lung. Mm -hmm. So I had to fight, 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 fight. But because you just made me think about my deliverance, mm -hmm. I have not had to fight my pregnancy with uh, Cassius, my one-year-old. His pregnancy was perfect. No bed rest, no shots. I mean, I didn't even recognize my body. I didn't even recognize me. I didn't even recognize myself being <laughs> pregnant with that baby, not stressed out and just a mess. I was so at peace. So to answer your question, no. I, I, I think of Ephesians 6, where he says, having done all, stand. Having done all, stand. Just stand. And the other thing I think is resting i mean resting in him is a weapon when we can learn to rest in him i think that's one of the greatest weapons we have this has been a really good talk ashley and i just really appreciate your honesty and we all have a different story and it's just it's awesome to just hear from each other what is god doing in your life and that just encourages all of us that god has something for each of us and it's not just you, it's not just me, and the deliverance is going to look different for each of us, but that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. Absolutely. That's part of this life journey, and that's part of that relationship with the Lord. I mean, the relationship with our child is individual, our relationship with the Lord is unique and individual, and so this journey, even though we all know the same darkness, we all know that same suffocating pain, and mm -hmm. the things that that we've talked about and yet it's all uniquely different and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, so Ashley, I want to give you some time to share about your book. Okay. So go ahead. Tell us about it. So when I got my healing journey started, truly started, um, God finally told me, well, he had been telling me to write my book. And so I was like, well, I'm not ready to share. So I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. So um, when he gave me my deliverance in 2017, he said, now you have the ending, write the book. And I was like, mm. okay. So I did. So I absolutely prayed about the publisher. I prayed about every step it was, was to write a book. I had no idea where to even begin. Mm -hmm. um, so the book that I wrote that came, that was published in 2019, it is called um, I Can Breathe Again. 
And actually, these hands are the hands of the twins. There's th mm. those are their hands. Yeah. Um, in this book, I tell everything that we absolutely endured from the twin pregnancy, from the relationship difficulties, to even my struggles with getting pregnant again and having William and Champ, um, those struggles. But overall, I really express and share hope and what I, I did truly to really get to the point that I am today. Um, and that book can actually be found either on my website at ashleykpittman.com or Amazon. Okay, we will definitely put a link to your website in the show notes and people can check that out. Now, this second book that you put with other moms together, is that out yet? Yes, that What's was that actually called, it's called Don't Struggle in Silence. I am a victor. Mm, nice, nice. Well, do you have any final thoughts? Anything that mm. you want to encourage the listeners with? I do. Give yourself permission to heal. I want you to know that it's okay to give yourself permission to heal because a lot of times we hold our own, ourselves back because we the grief can keep the pain is we find it a way to keep us attached to our loved one. But so much more beauty comes when you give yourself permission to heal and say, if I'm having a good day, it's okay to have a good day. But if you're not, that's okay too. But just give yourself permission to be able to do so. Mm. And that's all I have. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Ashley, I'm going to throw something at you here. Would you mind praying over everyone who's listening? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Father God, thank you for this time and this space to be able to connect with those that you are bringing to um, this podcast and allowing them to receive the deliverance, the encouragement, the inspiration, the love, and the support that they so desire, Father God. I ask you, God, to touch every single one of their hearts and mm -hmm. give them the love that they need, the comfort that they need, the peace that they desire. Father God, and we just thank you for what you've already done for us. And we're going to, we're thanking you for what you're continuously doing in our lives, Father God. And I ask you, God, to truly scoop everyone up in your arms and love us and protect us and guide us. Just guide us every step of the way of this healing journey that, that we have got. So we have come together around God, but I, I know that you will protect us and keep us and continue to guide us in every way, shape, and form. And I ask you, God, to continue to connect us as one, to be able to continue to love on each other, support each other, and be able to just give each other the resources that we know that have helped us, that can possibly help someone else that has got, that has walked through this, this walk of grief and losing a loved one, Father God. So I ask you, God, to protect every single one that you that has walked this journey and continue just to pour and shower them with the love that they need and desire father god thank you for everything you've already done and we love you for what you're going to do mm -hmm. it's in jesus name i pray we pray yes amen well thank you so much ashley that was that was wonderful <laughs> the whole time talking and the prayer and so thank you so much for joining us today and uh i just speak blessings on you as you continue your journey thank you thank you for this opportunity i absolutely love this thank you
I think you can tell that Ashley has a lot to offer those who are in deep grief, especially those who are facing pregnancy and infant loss. I do need to apologize that I didn't get this episode out before an event Ashley shared about in our interview, which we had to edit out. It was a virtual one-day summit. My series on Finding Hope Again went longer than I thought it would, and I totally forgot that I wanted to get Ashley's interview out soon enough so that Perivers could know about the summit. And Ashley, I am really sorry that I missed that. Be sure to check out her books, I Can Breathe Again, and Don't Struggle in Silence. There are also several good things on her website, so please take a look there as well. I have an exciting announcement. This is something I have wanted to do for six years, and it's finally happening. GPS Hope is doing a cruise. We'll be part of a grief cruise, and we're going to have our own GPS Hope track on this grief cruise, just for those who are connected to GPS Hope or anyone who's lost a child. This is going to be in December of 2021, which sounds really far away, but it will come up quickly. A down payment will hold your spot, and then you have up through September of next year to pay it off. We have a special link, which we're asking you to use because part of the seminar fee will be given to GPS Hope for inviting you. And this grief cruise, I want to let you know, it isn't just for bereaved parents. The GPS Hope track is, but the cruise itself is for any loss. There's a seminar, workshops, uh, keynote speakers, a lot going on for any loss, a spouse, parents, grandchildren, whatever the loss is. So be sure to pass on this information and let others know about it and make sure to tell them to use the GPS Hope link. If you want to find out more about it, just go to gpshope.org slash cruise. And as always, all of the links mentioned in the podcast are in the show notes. Let's go ahead with our birthdays for this week. We have one. Christina Michelle Lee was born on August 26th, and she is forever 26. We know how important birthdays still are to all of us. So we celebrate with Christina's family the day that she came into this world. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org birthdays. There is a simple form for you to fill out with the information, submit it, and I will add your son or daughter to our birthday list and share them with the listeners the week of his or her birthday. I want to close by quoting the full title of Ashley's book, I Can Breathe Again. Put one foot in front of the other and give yourself permission to heal. And as you do, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.